Hello, friends. I'm Renee. And I'm Anna. And you're listening to Fangirl Happy Hour, episode 100. Party time! On today's episode, we are going to obviously celebrate ourselves because we're at 100 episodes. Congratulations, Anna. Congratulations, Renee. We're also going to talk about the books we're definitely going to read before the end of 2017 to continue bringing you guys great bookish content. And then we're going to discuss some podcasting memories and feelings. have reached 100 episodes what an achievement in fact we're actually above 100 technically what for a while there we were doing like smaller episodes before i realized that episodes were actually a lot of work no matter how short they were technically we're probably over 100 but this is our official 100th episode it's terrible i was counting wrong i'm sorry it was my fault you can blame me how long has it been three years Almost. Wait, when did we start? I don't know. 2015? We're professionals. This is amazing. We don't remember. Silence. Who cares when we started? Who cares how long it's been? We reached 100 episodes. We are super proud of ourselves. We are still here. We are going strong. We have plans to keep doing this forever. Or for as long you guys listen to us. Oh, actually, yeah, I can actually could see myself just sitting here chatting with you forever to the end of time. And then we'd be like two old ladies just sitting here and chatting about cats, food, vegan food, and getting sick and, and reading books. And anal sex. <sighs> We've talked about it several times. That came out of nowhere. Right now, I was not prepared for this comment. Here I was talking about old ladies. Dishing out gossip about books and discussing our huge TBRs. And then, hey, you know. We're on brand. Do you think we'll be talking about the Hugo Awards by that point, too? If they're still around, probably. The only thing I could see that could put an end to the podcast would be, obviously, nuclear war and the apocalypse. We wouldn't have internet anymore, and we couldn't talk to each other. This got dark. We went from celebration to dark, Anna. What are you doing? Bring your brand. <laughs> well, for now, there is no global thermal nuclear war, and we've hit 100 episodes. A lot of podcasts just don't make it to 100 episodes, because podcasts are really hard to maintain and work on and keep up. We had defeated the 100th episode glass ceiling. We made it. It's incredible. My first podcast did not make it to even episode 20, I think. Why do you think that was? Well, I was by myself. I didn't know a lot about podcasting. I was very isolated. And unless you have a... Great, great co-host. Yes, co-hosts matter. But unless you have an underlying reason for doing like a solo podcast, like a very strong theme, it's really hard to keep it up over time. And I didn't really have a theme. My theme was talk to people about books. And that's an okay theme, but it's not like super, super specific. But Fangirl Happy Hour has been great. There's tons to talk about. There's so there's too much to talk about. There's so much I want to talk about and there's not enough time. True. We have some celebrations and changes 
in honor of our 100th episode, the first, Anna, take it away. First of all, we are celebrating with our 100th episode giveaway. We are on brand with this one too, and we are giving away signed copies of Kay Elliott's recently completed Quarter 5 trilogy, which we both loved, and enter this giveaway for a chance to win it. And we will leave the link to the giveaway uh, with our show notes. It's also, guys, open internationally because we want everybody to have a chance. We also have Patreon changes. Renee, what are they? Our Patreon is going to be changing in a really big way because we want to make things that we both have time for and that bring us joy. We also want to have goals to keep inspiring us and to keep us working and improving as not only critics, but people too. The biggest change is our $5 reward level. You will now begin getting Patreon-only episodes. It took me some time because I was very resistant, but I came around to it. And this is because, believe it or not, making episodes is less time and resource intensive than writing things. So for those of you waiting on fanzines that you 100% earned and you will get, I have not forgotten you. Starting in November, we're switching to Patreon-only episodes for the $5 reward level. It's going to be like Fangirl Happy Hour After Dark. It's going to be great. I don't actually know what we're going to discuss completely yet. We're going to feel it out as we go. It's going to be a literal happy hour without the drinks. I mean, we might have some drinks. Sometimes they might be water, but that counts as a drink. (laughs) I don't think it does quite, but okay. We've also created a few additional reward levels that we have no idea people will want, but we're going to give them a shot regardless. There is a new $15 per month reward level where Space Bees will get a shout out on the show at the start of new months and have your names listed on our website as supporters. Also at this level, when we have guests, you'll learn about who the guests are before the episode airs and you'll get to submit a question for them to answer. How cool is that? That's so cool. I think it's especially cool because oftentimes you can ask short questions on social media, but it's harder on social media to ask questions where the author has a chance to give a longer answer. So I think that would be a pretty cool reward. And we have awesome people on when we have people on. Chances are you will get to ask Kate Elliott a question. That's true. Because she will be back. Like multiple times. So there you go. Then we have a $50 a month reward level, which is a quarterly personal Skype chat with both Anna and myself. We can talk about whatever you want. Books, films, Tony Stark, grasshoppers. Oh, God. Let's not talk about grasshoppers. No, we have to. They're paying us. Oh, my God. This is a pretty intense level. So basically, we'll discuss whatever you want. And we'll work it out with you ahead of time. This level is limited to 10 only, though, because we're both pretty busy. And we want to maximize the available time we have for the people who choose this level. So if you like it, feel free to jump on it. Or don't. No. Do. Do. Do it. Or don't. And wait, because I suspect that many of these slots will be available anytime in perpetuity. (laughs) We also have brand new goals. There's a lot of them. So if you want the full list, hit us up on Patreon. We have some really neat things planned into the future. And Anna really tried to value our time, knowledge, and expertise. She had to lead me along a little bit. Yes, Renee. Value yourself. 
The goals most relevant to y'all will be the $300 month goal, which is what will allow us to do an episode-by-episode discussion of a TV show voted on by all our patrons from a list. And yes, that's right, $1 patrons. You will be able to get in on this action, too. Yes, you can live your dream by voting at a poll. Please get us to watch Lost, because I would love to watch Lost again. The $600 goal is the goal that will help us create quarterly film commentary. That goal is basically that we pretend to be white men and give you our thoughts on films while eating snacks. Who doesn't want that? This is basically your dream, Charles, because by their nature, these episodes will be unedited and at least an hour and a half. Watch, this is the episode he skips and he never knows. As if. And there's two other goals that I want to mention. The first is the $800 goal, and the second is a $2,000 goal. Both of these are pay raises for our transcriptionist. Susan does really excellent work for us very quickly, but it's really important to us that we make it a goal that as we level up, we lift her up with us. So that's why those two goals are there. Excellent. One of the last things we're doing is a very special discussion space. So Anna, you want to introduce that? We are introducing a new Facebook discussion group which is going to be open to all space bees, but locked to everybody else. You have to request access to be able to join the group. And it's just for us, for space bees, for Fernando Happy Hour people. And it's for us to discuss things, to talk, to vent, to do whenever we want in our own private space. It's like our own beehive. And we chose Facebook specifically because Anna is on there a lot, and I'm on there a lot for politics. Although Facebook is very guilty, very, very guilty of helping elect a dotty old racist and taking rubles from the Russians for ads, and I'm still very upset at them. I'm fine with using their platform for free in order to talk about gay porn and books. Let's use Facebook for good. And those are our changes. That's what we have coming up. It's all very exciting. I know. I'm really excited about everything we're doing. Our Patreon goals are definitely like aimed at the future. Like We're definitely thinking a few years out. Yeah. We have a lot to work toward. Do you want to include a few words about getting money for yourself? No, I don't want to include a few words about getting money for myself. But thanks for asking. Saying that number out loud makes me kind of want to throw up a little. Okay. If you want to check out all the goals, you can drop by our account at patreon.com slash hour, and then definitely sign up at the $5 reward level so you can get Anna and I after dark. Next up, we're talking about the books that were published in 2017 that we're definitely going to read before 2017 ends. Anna, what is on your list? The first one is obviously The Storm Sky by N.K. Jemsin, which I can't believe I haven't read yet. But thankfully, we'll be discussing this so in the podcasts. I will definitely have to read it before the end of the year. The other one is a YA novel. It's The Grove of the Red Balloon by Catherine Locke. And it's a time travel YA uh, with the Jewish main character set in the 80s in Berlin and then also back during Nazi Berlin during Second World War. Um, I hear really good things about it. I cannot wait to read that one. The other one is Autonomous by Annalie Newitz, which I know that you have read, really enjoyed. And we are also going to discuss this for the podcast and Anneli, of course, is one of the creators of io9. 
and I have followed her career for a long time, and I, I really am curious to see how her books are. Basically, this is her first novel, so and it has robots and artificial intelligence and robot sex. The next one that I, I am very excited about is Jade City by Fonda Lee. It's her first adult novel, and it's fantasy. The reviews on Goodreads are really excellent so far. I know that sometimes that doesn't mean anything. There are lots of crap out, out there, but I hear her first book was really good. Her first YA novel was really good. I'm excited for this one. Finally, the fifth book that I must read before the end of the year is The Book of Dust by Philip Pullman, which is a return to the world of his Dark Materials trilogy. Are you going to read that one? I would need to reread the previous books. But I hear this is a prequel. Yeah, but I would still want to read the other books first. What about you, Renee? What are the books that you are going to read before the end of the year? My first book is What Happened by Hillary Clinton. I bought this book because I couldn't resist supporting her. And I also knew that the copy at my library would have holds for weeks. And at my library, the new book time here is only two weeks long. So it's going to be forever. And I really wanted to sit with this book and savor it and not have to rush to return it. So I just went ahead and bought it. So I've been waiting for my life to calm down a little bit before I sat down with it because I know it's going to upset me. My second pick is Persepolis Rising by James S. A. Corey. This is the next book in the Expanse series, and there is just no way I'm not jamming it into my brain as soon as possible. I love this series a lot. A whole lot. It's so great. It has excellent characters, and I'm super excited to see where these guys take it next. My third pick is The Prey of Gods by Nikki Drayton. I actually bought this when it first came out because it sounded bananas. In the same way that Zoo City or Moxieland sounded bananas. I really love the cover art. If you haven't seen the cover art for this book, you need to go check it out. It's really, really good. There's a robot on it, so obviously. My next pick is The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. Anna loved this book. It's one of my top ten of the year so far. Everyone loves this book. And this book already has a film adaptation in the works. And accolades upon accolades have been strewn around this title... And the, the worst crit I've seen has been like, maybe this wasn't for me, or this was too much for me this year. It's 2017, so based on that, I just really, I gotta read it. Yeah, as you do. And then my last pick is The Awkward Thoughts of W. Kamau Bell, Tales of a 6'4", African-American, heterosexual, cisgender, left-leaning, asthmatic, black and proud, blurred, mama's boy, dad, and stand-up comedian by W. Kamau Bell. I love Bell's podcast, Politically Reactive, that he shares with Hari Kondabolu. So I'm definitely going to give this book a shot. I, I mean, I knew that I wanted to read this book as soon as I saw it. And I love that his title includes so many descriptors. He's owning so many different parts of himself and his identity. Here he's like, I'm all of these things and more, and I'm really proud about it. Something about the presentation is both confident and inviting at the same time. Obviously, I know him already from his podcast. So I love this title. And I really want to read this book as soon as possible. And those are the books that we're going to jam into our eyeballs before the end of the year. Fingers crossed that we get there. Obviously, my list has about 50 books, right? We only chose five each because we can't record for 16 hours. Space Bees, let us know what books that you want to read before the end of the year.
Our last segment is about our podcasting experience over the last few years. How's it been? And how has the pod changed us as people? Like, how do we feel about it? How do we feel about it? When I came to you and suggested it, your first worry was, my accent is going to get in the way. I made a note about this. And I feel that the two main things that happened for me is I feel more confident speaking out loud in audio for everybody to listen to. And I feel less hung up on my accent, at least amongst ourselves. But I feel like someday I might even say yes to being on a panel, for example. Another thing is that it made me comfortable with doing this, right? Because I remember going, if this had been a few years ago, pre-podcast, when I was given the chance to interview and lacking person and record it, I would have trembled. Other than being nervous because I was meeting and lacking, the audio part of the recording and the, the talking with her for the podcast did not make me nervous at all. I actually felt very confident that I could carry that. So that I think that's the major thing that changed for me. And of course, it, it made me a person that actually listens to things too, because I'm not into listening as much as I am into reading and watching, but I'm really into podcasts right now. I wish I had more time, but it's now something that's part of my media consumption. And that came from being on a podcast. I converted you to podcast by making you do a podcast. Oh, yeah. Podcasting right now is going through an explosion of really great content. Training ourselves to listen is kind of hard. Our culture has sort of transitioned to text in a lot of ways because of the internet. So listening is like a skill that you have to sort of develop. Also having conversations with people because I don't really have a lot of conversations with people. Before this podcast, the longest conversation that I would have with somebody would always be in text. Until we started this, I didn't really have verbal conversations with people. And I hadn't for over 10 years. What? Not long conversations. That's a good point, actually, because, yeah, apart from, of course, Russell, my partner, I guess our conversations is almost two, three hours every week or every other week. And that's a long conversation to have with anybody. And we still love each other. We haven't killed each other yet. Yet. I might mess up your Harry Potter scarf and you might come after me. Oh, no. Oh, no. You're not doing that. <laughs> not, oh, no, I won't come after you. No, you're not messing up the scarf. No, because I'm a Slytherin. Of course I will come after you. <laughs> so what else have you found that has changed for you? 2016 was interesting because I did things that I hadn't done before. Like I went to Worldcon and I talked to a bunch of strangers. And I don't think without the podcast that I would have had the verbal confidence to do that. I think that really changed how I interacted with people. The podcast has definitely made me trust my voice more. For example, I now go to city council meetings and I talk in front of the council. I talk to people in my community. I'm not afraid to like raise my voice. I still doubt myself a lot, but it's easier to convince myself what I have to say is worthwhile, which before the podcast, I would have had a lot of trouble with. You try to teach me, you specifically, have tried to teach me how to value myself and value my time and to believe that I have worthwhile contributions to make. And that's a big change. If you hadn't been there to do that, I don't know if I would be who I am. I knew it. I knew you were going to do something to make me cry. You just vibrated. Do that, Renee. What the fuck? 
you are worth it and you had to know it. Well, thank you, Anna, for teaching me how to value myself. It goes both ways, too. Remember all that time ago, you wrote a little post-it on your desk and you wrote, remember, you are a goddamn treasure. Yes. And you sent me the photo because I was having a really bad day. And I made it my phone thing. So every time I feel doubt, all I do is just press my home button and it pops up. That's so cool. Podcasts can change you. Not only if you listen to them, but especially if you make them and you have a co-host. Your co-host can't not change who you are. That is true. It's not a virtue of podcasting itself. It comes from our relationship because we are not only co-hosts, but we are friends too. And I know that I learned a lot from you. Well, even before the podcast, but I guess that the closeness of being friends really came with the podcast more than before, especially now that we get to see each other. I don't know it took, why it took us so long. I think when we started, your computer was not equipped. Yes, that's true. It wouldn't cope. Has podcasting changed how we look at the world? Not just us, but how we look at the world around us. I don't think so in that way. I mean, I have learned a lot of things from listening to you critique things. Because you are so clever, so intuitive, so smart. Don't laugh. Why are you laughing? Don't forget you're a goddamn treasure. Those things, it's impossible not to kind of like get some of that via osmosis in a way. We actually bring those things to the podcast not take out of it. I think the one thing that I've taken from the podcast by talking through things is to think about what impact my words are going to have on people. But didn't you have that before with your writing of reviews? Not in the same way. Because when you write something, it's there on the internet and people can read it. But it's different when you're talking to somebody, when they have your voice in their ears. And so I think the podcast has made me more aware of the effect that words have on people. It's improved my ability to empathize and be more compassionate toward people who might hear what I say. In many ways, I already had that before because I've always written the book Smugglers for other people. It was never a for me project. And the same thing with Twitter. Yeah, I think that's probably a difference because... Before, I was always writing for myself. This is more outward-facing. Not only has it changed how I pay attention to my words, it's also changed my writing, too, because now I'm even more careful in my writing to how I phrase things and how things might appear. It's made me a better critical thinker. Also, I'm getting better at improv. Well, I would like to say that I am, too, but I don't know. It's hard. It is hard. And I have, like, a live-in improv trainer. For example... I'll get up in the morning, come in, and he'll be up watching TV. And I'll be like, hey. And then he'll say something like, did you tell Zach to dig the hole? And I have a few options. I can be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Or I can say, yeah, I told him to dig the hole. And he told me to tell you that you're not the boss of him. And then from there, it just goes on into this whole scenario. He's taught me to be more impulsive, but not in a bad way. I've gotten a lot better at not getting so embarrassed by my mistakes. I have a really hard time with embarrassment. I hate feeling embarrassed. It's super anxiety-inducing for me. And when I make mistakes, I just feel awful. Like, I feel like the worst person. And the podcast has really helped me learn that mistakes are okay. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to be wrong. Yes, it is. Because guess what, guys? When you make a podcast, you fuck it up a lot. Welcome to podcasting. Especially if you are teaching yourself. I think we've learned a lot, right? Yes, 
I love you, Anna. You're so great. I love you too. And, and it's great fun. It is. Also a lot of work, but it's also great fun. It's like having a book club, but on steroids. So if you are considering podcasting, Space Bees, Anna, do you have any advice for Space Bees considering podcasting? Yes. Get yourself a co-host that is not only a cool person, but also someone who is accepting, flexible, and nice and smart. And then you'll be fine. My advice is don't be afraid to experiment. And definitely, under no circumstances, do you want to use GarageBand. And lastly, no, you do not need a $300 microphone. You need a very simple mic, Blue Yeti, Blue Snowball, something like that, and a lot of audio treatments. And you'll sound fine. After all those feelings, Anna, what are we going to talk about next time? Next time, we will be recording another Vote episode. We're going to catch up, finally, with stuff that we owe you. And we'll be discussing the book House Moving Castle by Diana Wynne-Jones. We had planned to also discuss the film, but it's very difficult to find any streaming solutions or to even pay for it here in the UK. And I couldn't find the movie, so it's all my fault. Sorry. If you have a DVD of the House Moving Castle adaptation, please protect it with your life. And maybe sell it on eBay for lots and lots of cash. Thank you so much to all of you, Space Bees, for helping us get to 100 episodes. You're awesome. And here's to another 100 episodes. Our show art is by Ira. Our transcripts are made by Susan with help from our Patreon bees. You can read all the available transcripts at fangirlhappyhour.com. We're on Twitter at Fangirl Podcast. Our email is fangirlhappyhour at gmail.com. You can write to us at any time with comments, questions, or concerns. Don't forget to stop by our website and sign up for our awesome newsletter. We expanded it to include media recs. Have a snack, drink some water, tell one creator this week how much you liked that thing they made, and contact your reps. U.S. folks, fivecalls.org is your friend. And if you have a co-host or a co-blogger or a co-anything, just go and tell them that you love them. Thanks for listening to our show, Space Bees. See you next episode.
also, I'm very sick recording this podcast, so excuse my voice. It's very throaty. Sexy. There is nothing stopping us from putting a fancy umbrella in a glass of water. That's true. I actually have fancy umbrellas that I do put in my glass of water here when I try, when I want to have fun with myself. Oh my god, that sounded so dirty. <laughs> okay, if you want me to include that, you have to rephrase it. <laughs> It's, a, it's our 100th episode. I'm very excited. Feelings. Oh, feelings. Our last segment is that. That's going to be our last segment. That's it. Goodbye, guys. Don't strip for your neighborhood, Anna. (laughs) Well, that ship has sailed.